Let's get something very, very clear. Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, these are our flagship shows. I personally have no pony in the race of what show is the A show or the B show. I think it's very clear that Raw is the obvious flagship and SmackDown is the little brother, if we will look at it from that area. But it's not necessarily about Raw and SmackDown right now. It's about what streams on the WWE Network. This is Blake. And here's your 205 Live recap. I actually haven't watched this one. So I don't know what's going to take place. I know we have some exciting matches coming up. I know we have a marquee event taking place between Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold. Happy belated birthday, Leo. In the off chance that you get to hear this one day. And uh, one of uh, my personal favorites from the classic days, the Cruiserweight Classic, all those years ago, Cedric Alexander, former Cruiserweight champion. Leo is clearly on an excellent run right now. He's undefeated on the 205 Live roster. He's managing Bobby Lashley on the main roster on Monday Night Raw. And uh, he's done everything that he's uh, been given to the best of his ability. He's quick. Uh, whether on his feet or on the microphone and I look forward to continuing to see what else it is he has to offer the World Wrestling Entertainment product. Cedric Alexander, uh, former Cruiserweight champion, the, uh, what is it, the soul of 205 Live. He's going in uh, into this match with something to prove he's uh, taken a couple of losses since uh, Super Showdown against Buddy Murphy, where Buddy Murphy was crowned the new Cruiserweight Champion, and uh, General Manager Drake Maverick has made us very aware that Cedric has to get the wheels rolling a little bit more before he's granted a rematch for his Cruiserweight uh, Championship, or for Buddy Murphy's Cruiserweight Championship, should I say. So, before we get into the show, I just wanted to share my anticipation to seeing it, and I cannot wait to share with you guys my feelings and opinions regarding it from a, a sports entertainment advocacy standpoint. So, let's uh, sit back, strap in for the wildest, craziest hour on WWE television, 205 Live. Shouts to General Manager Drake Maverick. Shouts to uh, the 205 Live commentary team of Big Joseph, Nigel McGinnis, and Percy Watson, a.k.a. Showtime. We were greeted with Drake Maverick before the show officially aired. Well, you gave us a quick recap on what has taken place and what's going to take place, as always. And uh, it's becoming a staple part of the episode which I can really appreciate because you know we only get these guys once a week and it's only for one hour so to have a reminder as to what's going on and what's going to happen it's always uh, very cool in my opinion so the old adage uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend holding true is 
Uh, definitely factual, in my opinion. I think that the match between Gentleman Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak with, well, taking on Akira Tozawa and the Brian Kendrick, this one is going to be a match that uh, gives a lot of development to not only the story but the characters. It's something that, well, where the story has given us, is Brian Kendrick has uh, lost a bit of his edge. I'm interested to see commentary's take on uh, that in itself. Also, we know that uh, Drew Gulak wants a run at the championship, the Cruiserweight Championship, and us. Uh, Somewhat argue overdue, but you can't necessarily go about just cheating everything, you know, to get granted an opportunity, especially with a show where the prestige is getting built regularly, like 205 Live. And Gentleman Jack, well, I mean, he's extremely aggressive. He, if you go back to the WWE Network and see some of these old replays of 205, you can see where Gentleman Jack is. Uh, literally a bulldog or something of the sort he locks in and doesn't let go and Pitbull is something you know but he's definitely one that is more than meets the eye and he's he's talented all four characters all four superstars are talented and I'm interested to see who who wins and how the story is told between those four we also are going to have, uh, I guess, an appearance from our champ champion. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen yet, but uh, Buddy Murphy is taking on Mustafa Ali, the heart of 205 Live, and uh, a one-on-one bout for the Cruiserweight Championship this Sunday at Survivor Series, streaming live on the WWE Network, and potentially... This match has uh, the, let's just call it the, the ability to steal the show. They have both put on amazing matches, and in their time, uh, one building toward, well, both building towards the championship. We all know that Buddy Murphy uh, is capable of grabbing everyone's attention. He is indeed the juggernaut of the cruiserweight division and i highly anticipate that match also we cannot cannot sleep on 205 live nor the roster i'm very thankful that the lucha house party has made it up to raw in so many tenses because they're able to bring a, a great energy and and at the same time they bring a reminder of the olden days of Lucha Libre. It's it's a lot. They bring fun, they bring a pinata, and they bring the, the spirit of fighting with them to the ring each and every time they come out. So I, I look forward to all of this. Let's uh, get into the show. It's very clear that Akira Tozawa has something to prove. All of these superstars do, but of course, as reminded by commentary, if you uh, run back some old episodes of 205 Live and you're streaming anytime on demand on the WWE Network, you would recognize that in the earlier days, the Brian Kendrick attempted to take Akira Tozawa underneath his wing 
and show him some of the uh, ins and outs of the sports entertainment uh, business, if that's what we'd like to call it for the moment. After a while, Tazawa uh, wasn't feeling it, and we're going to spare a lot of the details regarding that just because of what is taking place tonight. We were uh, greeted with Dasha Fuentes attempting to, you know, interview and get into the minds of the, you know, unorthodox team of the Brian Kendrick and Akira Tazawa right before they went out to for their match and it turns out that they literally had nothing to say you know Dasha asked you know what's the game plan going in you guys don't really have much tag team experience together you know something along those lines and I guess Tazawa thought back to the experience that he has had with him and uh, just said nothing like we're not really here to work together we're here to take out our common enemy the end it definitely was responded to by the brian kendrick with essentially the same sentiment they both went out and you could see that things were already in a slight form of disarray from how akira tozawa came out first brian kendrick just came out after him and then they hit his music it was just a lot of seeming confusion from the gate. The match went very well. Uh, Drew Gulag did not want to take on uh, D. Brian Kendrick at first. He was in the ring, but then tagged Gentleman Jack into the ring uh, to go at it with them. But this was all a, a ploy to soften up D. Brian Kendrick which worked they had him in the corner tagged in there was a lot of beat up we moved to a fair tag to tozawa after a while once brian kendrick was able to get his bearings it all happened very well for all four members of the team but the overlying story uh dictated to me just watching the flow of the match that tozawa and kendrick could not get on the same page they weren't I mean, you could see they were attempting to both get their uh, individual offenses off against their op opposing team, but it, it just didn't work co toward the end. You can see a, ta a submission uh, attempted from Tazawa to the Bryan, not excuse me, to General Jack Gallagher, was it? Well, it was one of them on that team, and uh, the other character was met with another hold, I believe. Uh, D. Brian Kendrick got hold of Drew Gulak, got holding him back, but, well, one of the characters, we have him slightly mixed up, but either way, the closing sequence showed uh, D. Brian Kendrick getting pushed into Tozawa. Once everyone was able to get up and recognize what was going on, Tozawa already somewhere on the fence with working with Kendrick was uh, under the impression that Kendrick attempted to break it up. Now, some people in podcast land call this dumb baby face syndrome. I'm not going to call it that. I'm just going to say it was a level of confusion. It was reinforced by commentary with them bringing up that it wasn't, there isn't a high level of experience 
between the Brian Kendrick and Akira Tozawa. This actually led to a roll-up victory from uh, Drew Gulak on uh, Tozawa, where it was actually a very nice pin. He It was a quick flip-type roll-up, and he held both of his shoulders down to the mat. One, two, three. There's our first match. It sucks, but we'll see uh, how... Akira Tozawa and especially D. Brian Kendrick uh, re- respond to this uh, next week on 205 Live. Changing gears, we make our way backstage to the official weigh-in uh, for the cruiserweight, well, between the cruiserweights uh, for the championship, the competitors for the cruiserweight championship, excuse me, uh, this Sunday at Survivor Series. Uh, turns out that well, let's just ensure that we understand the rules and the importance of the weigh-in because you have to be underneath the weight of 205 pounds to be able to compete, obviously, on 205 Live. So we had Mustafa Ali go up first. He's weighing in at 182 pounds, uh, a bunch of muscle. Uh, going in so he's good to go and then we have our cruiserweight champion buddy murphy weighing in at 204 pounds luckily they've made weight congratulations to the both of them from general jake man excuse me general manager drake maverick and myself also this is going to be a great match and we saw a quick face off real fast stand down or stare down between the two and uh we were reminded that they've already had a match. Cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy says, I'm going to put you in the ground. Do you know that? And uh, the challenger, Mustafa Ali, reminded him that last time this sentiment was shared, you were on the map for three counts. Done deal. Now, what you gonna do about it? Apparently, he's got into the Juggernaut's head. If you guys know anything about the X-Men, the Juggernaut does have an extremely bad temper. So, this energy, along with the Cruiserweight Championship energy, it's, again, an entity in and of itself, caused Buddy Murphy to push. You know, light, light shove. But he pushed uh, Mustafa Ali, which turned into a pushback. And I was almost underneath the impression that we were going to get some sort of brawl. But it was luckily a pull apart. We have to save these guys for Sunday. That is what the general manager stated. And coming off of the heels of the unfortunate events of Raw this week with Becky Lynch, we clearly see why it's important to save uh, your champions. Also, if we look at uh, just what we call last night on SmackDown Live, or Tuesday night, rather, pardon me, on SmackDown Live, you know, where we let it, if we let the guys fight, then there is a definite chance that something could come about where we have to change everything. And we do not want to put the Cruiserweight Championship belt on the line as far as, you know, uh, messing something up. All because these guys couldn't keep their emotions in check for a couple of more days. Either way, I'm excited to see the match. These two have already put on a great show. Uh, once I've seen, I remember the match. I would recommend you go back and watch it. If you can, look it up on the WWE Network anytime on demand. 
and we're gonna get into the next segment of 205 Live now. So, midway through the show, we do get the opportunity to see the Lucha House Party come out and uh, display some of their talents and skills in the ring against two uh, local talents. They were, you know, they were all right. I can barely remember the names, but uh, they did not want any Lucha. That's what I can recall. And, well, unfortunately for them, I believe uh, one of the names was Mike Karma, and then some other guy named something Kesselman. But, unfortunately for Mike Karma and Mr. Kesselman, the Lucha House Party thrived. It was fast-paced offense, uh, high spots. Kalisto had a beautiful uh, off-the-top rope springboard uh, front flip senton type deal going in the end of sequence and it also led to uh well i believe well either way it was the salida del sol from the out from the apron to the inside of the ring which turned into that uh which led to that over the top rope springboard tope senton it was awesome from Kalisto, and they left the opening for uh the legal man uh let's say dorado to hit his patented shooting star press for the one two three victory they're in the ring celebrating and we're graced with the first lady maria canellas sharing with them that the only reason why nothing is taking place this week is because they were waiting waiting for well she was waiting for uh grand metalik to make his return and we we were uh, informed that there's going to be a match between Grand Metalik, the King of the Ropes, and TJP, the Mega Game Boy, uh, next week on 205 Live. And we'll see what happens, you know, once the once those two are able to get in the ring. I, I can sense shenanigans from a mile away, but it seems as if it's going to be, you know, like, oh, well, like we always say, a lot of combustible elements in the ring at the same time. Lucha House Party very pissed off that TJP is disrespected the Lucha Libre name. Again, I can't, I don't necessarily agree with it. I can understand where TJP is coming from. And uh, it's going to be very, very cool to see what it is, uh, what type of uh, revenge the Lucha House Party is going to attempt to exact or exact on, you know, TJP and Mike Canellas, the new, the new uh, protection form a seeming insurance policy but we'll see what happens next week i can't wholeheartedly say that the cruiserweight matchup between leo rush and cedric alexander did not disappoint it was high impact it was fast paced i was wondering what type of match it would be how would those uh styles clash if you will pardon I think that um, Leo came with a lot of what he knew his offense was going to. Like he came with a lot of his his offense. He even brought out something new. It was like a bottom rope springboard type stunner. Almost even called it a form of the golden rewind. It was a lot of fun to see. It was it was extremely uh, it, well. It could have been impactful, but. Seemingly because of Leo's smaller stature, he couldn't get all of it. 
We saw two. We saw another big spot. A, a turnbuckle tope. He didn't necessarily hit the turnbuckle, but he came from the corner side and he, uh, he hit a tope from the bottom rope outside. Knocked Seth out for a moment. Threw Seth against the steel steps. And Leo was open to getting this win by any means. He was ready to count Alexander out. But if there's one thing I've learned about Cedric Alexander in my time watching him is to never, ever count him out. He might have had a slight, uh, you know, it's a small difficult run in the past couple of weeks and months. But that doesn't truly uh, tell me anything about his character. Everyone takes a hit or two. Everyone slips and stumbles every so often. It's about how you get back up. Quote of the match uh, came from Nigel McGinnis. Says, uh, hard work beats talent any day when talent refuses to work hard. Or something along those lines. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. You can even see what I'm doing now. I'm, uh, still growing in this and i think i'm getting better at it and we'll continue to grow together uh so long as you guys are willing to listen to me ramble on about the product in result we saw an excellent lombard check spot leo rush takes his first loss i think he's officially seven and one it's a valuable valuable lesson uh to leo as far as the cruiserweight division is concerned and uh, as far as Cedric is concerned, I hope he continues to ride this wave of momentum that he's on into uh, getting his uh, obligated rematch for the Cruiserweight Championship. And I'm 100% sure that our general manager, Drake Maverick, who's watching that match very closely, he might not deem him ready just, just yet. But I think this is a good start to... Uh, what can take place for Cedric Alexander in the future. So all in all, a good match. I enjoyed it a great deal, and I look forward to seeing more from both of both superstars. Earlier in the show, we were graced with uh, our Cruiserweight champion, Buddy Murphy. It was shortly after the weigh-in. We saw we got a backstage interview with Dasha Fuentes. Yeah, she was asking him uh, what his thoughts were going into the match this Sunday at Survivor Series. And, Buddy Murphy let it all be known. He left it all on the table saying that he's willing to go to hell and back in the name of retaining it. He went through a lot to get it, and so we can only imagine what he's going to be willing to do in order to keep it. Uh, we Again, we've seen a match uh, between these two already. We've seen what both of them are, ca- are willing to bring to the table, and I think that it's going to be a very, very hard-hitting affair. Uh, Buddy Murphy can definitely send a shot, and we all know that Mustafa Ali can take a hit. So to close the show out, we got Mustafa Ali, the beating heart, the unstoppable heart of 205 Live, uh, delivering a very passionate promo about how it doesn't really matter about, and and nothing matters as far as words go come Sunday. It's going to come down to uh, what stood out to me most was the aggression versus the determination. That's what that's I, that's what I think this, the theme of this story is between these two: aggression versus determination. These two are uh, hands down championship caliber superstars. I think it's going to be one of the I don't like I don't like to call it out, but I think it's going to be one of the better matches on the show. 
think that they're both going to bring everything that they have in the name of proving that they are uh, worthy of being cemented as champion for a long-standing time. I know that Buddy Murphy definitely has something to prove as he doesn't want his championship win in his hometown and just look as if it was just that, a championship win in his hometown. He wants to be a very convincing champion, and I know Mustafa Ali has been working his way up this ladder for a very, very long time. It's not very often we see, I don't remember in any recent memory that we've had a championship run in one month. Not at all. I can't think that someone has won a championship and then dropped at the very next pay-per-view or something close to it. We've all seen the Cruiserweight champions be able to defend their championship uh, successfully for a number of months. And I don't think there's going to be anything different here. Well, outside of maybe the, maybe a switch of hands, but, uh, you know, just looking at how history has dictated things, you know, it's potentially not going to happen. But at the same time, we do have a an excellent story. And Buddy Murphy has been, excuse me, Mustafa Ali has been working his way up the ladder from the exhaustion bit to being able to come back and put on a great last man standing match with Hideo Otami, who I respect a great deal. Uh, it's It could be Mustafa's time come Sunday. So with uh, both of these, both with the stages set, both combatants are essentially in their corners, and we are going to see uh, what takes place this Sunday at Survivor Series streaming live on the WWE Network, which, by the way, is uh, free to new subscribers. So if you haven't done so by now, I have no idea what's going on through your head. Would you rather sit here and listen to me tell you about the show, or would you rather go watch it yourself? High recommendation that you go do that. Either way, thank you for listening. This is Blake. Broadcaster from the shadows. This was your 205 Live recap. I will catch you guys next time.